Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, June 23rd, our penultimate Friday of June. Tomorrow marks the last week of June, which is... I know everyone, when a month changes, it's like, wow, I can't believe it. But hey, guys, we are halfway through the year by the next uh, week when we're streaming to you live. Juneteenth was this past Monday. Father's Day was this past Sunday. And of course, speaking of Father's Day, you all are getting a great little behind-the-scenes, pulling-back-the-curtain kind of look. This is the backing track to our smash hit single, Daddy Long Legs, which premiered. Uh, right here on Beantown Networks last week for Father's Day. If you missed it, you can go find the track on YouTube, on my channel, uh, Quinn David Furnace, or just search any sort of you know internet search engine for Daddy Long Legs. It'll probably be the first like 20 hits. Or you can uh, listen to last week's episode. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Had a great time. Probably my greatest creative project in years, I would say. So you're listening to the backing track right now. Maybe we'll do a live version, like live from Red Rocks or something uh, soon here. Summer tour series could be fun. I haven't been to I haven't been to Colorado in a long time. I don't even know the last time I was in Colorado. I was supposed to go to Colorado uh, in the early days of the pandemic while I had it planned, and then the pandemic started, and then I had to cancel my trip to Colorado. I don't know if I ever got my spirit credit back, but... It's long gone now. They won't let me use it for more TV guide magazines. But that's neither here nor there. My name is Quinn David Furness, and you are listening to my show, Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast, one of the top 500 podcasts in the Chicagoland area. We are, I am the creator, host, uh, best man, flower girl, all that stuff of this fine program. It's all about love, forgiveness, friendship, camaraderie camaraderie see kind of a weird word you know the vowels they line up but it just they don't always sound quite right to me camaraderie c-o-m-r-a-d-e-r-y i think is camaraderie i always it always seems a little the word it just seems thin you know you feel like there should be a double consonant in there either the m or the r but i don't think there is we are coming to you live on a Friday afternoon, actually kind of late in the day, uh, kind of a tight timeline. I got something at 6 I got to attend to, uh, and it's about 5.06 right now. So in case you're wondering, gosh, this is going to be another bloated, drawn-out episode, no, this is going to be, we're going to get right to the point. I actually don't have much for you. Uh, we're going to jump right into it in a second here. Once I give a shout-out to our friends in Pakistan, hello, Hyderabad, Khyber Pass, uh, Islamabad, thank you for making us one of the top uh, 112 podcasts in the great Islamic Republic or Islamic State of Pakistan. And thank you to uh, me, myself, and I for that great piano backing track. We are drinking from Distill Brewery in, uh, where is that, Normal? D-E-S-T-I-H-L, Distill Brewery, Deadhead IPA. It's a West Coast style. It's got a great can. It's dark with a kind of a Jolly Roger looking thing going on, but he's got a mustache and a beard. There's uh, hops on it. It's got some fun flavors. It says support flavor, boycott bland. I don't think I've ever I, – I, actually, I'll take that back. I think I've had distill at some point. I've never been there. I never spent a lot of time in normal. But uh, I was at Jewel yesterday getting some wine for kickball, and Rachel requested an IPA. So 6.9% and uh, just six cans. But a, solid, a fair price, I think it was 10 or $11, and I'm having one for myself now. So it's pretty good. 
It's pretty hoppy. Goes down very smooth. A nice West Coast IPA. Uh, before we uh, get any further, let's do our palindrome of the day today. I'll say this. It doesn't have any uh, significance, but it's just something I thought of in the shower as we really start to build out this show here as we approach 300 episodes. I figure we got to get creative with palindrome of the day. So today is the number 19, except it's in Roman numerals. XIX, the number 19, is your trivia uh, no, that's not the trivia question. That's the palindrome of the day, which reminds me, I got to write the trivia question of the day, potentially on the fly, which would be crazy. Uh, but we let's burn that bridge when we get there. I want to start off by talking very briefly about Summer Kickball League, which has been going for, I guess it's technically four weeks in. Last night was just our third game. We had a bye last week. But we had an umpire last night who was a nice guy, first and foremost. He was very chill. Uh, it was a, his first game umpiring ever, apparently, from what I was told. But the issue, and I'm not going to go all the way off on a tangent on this, just pointing some things out that were a little flustering, if you will. This guy was so chill to a fault, if you will. There were times during the game where he was just talking on his phone uh, as the game's going on. And he's not rude about it. He's just like, yeah, the game's happening. He's watching it, but also he's talking on his phone. Um, some other just minor annoyances. I'd be playing outfield. I played a lot of left field last night, made some good plays, kept, kept the ball in front of me, made some good catches, made the final out. It's always fun to make the final out of the game, you know, because you can kind of, you kind of do a celebration, a dance, and no one can really give you, give you crap. I was going to say something else, uh, another choice word, but I forgot to say listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this program. Number one, we'll occasionally some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Um, you, you know, the other team can't give you any shit if you do a fun dance, which I didn't. I kind of just grabbed it and I kind of just, you know, did a little salute like, hey, we made it. Um, I speak, I just got to make a quick comment. I'm sitting here in the bedroom, my podcast chair. And of course, in our uh, apartment complex, we're not allowed to have dogs. I think we've spoken about dog cost on the show before where they sent out a message like a month ago saying they were coming through all the units searching for dogs because they know people are harboring it's a great word, great verb to use, harboring, a gerund, G-E-R-U-N-D. People are harboring dogs here. Anyways, there's two goldens across the street, and I've seen other dogs. I'm aware of other dogs that live here, but a new golden alert, a puppy, just walked out, uh, not from our section of the courtyard, but the one directly adjacent to us, closer to the street. And uh, so, boy, dog accost, part two. It's uh, It would be tragic if that happened going to be under the floorboards and everything anyways another issue that i had with this game i was i was playing left field so you're playing defense and it's look is is knowing the count going to drastically change how you play defense no but there were a lot of you know you're far away so when there's a ball and it gets taken or there's a there were a lot of kicks right down the foul line that could have gone either way last night. The umpire doesn't make any call. He probably says something at home plate so the batter and the catcher know what's going on, but he's not moving his arms at all. There's no fair. There's no foul. In fact, I'm, I'm going to take this one step further, and I'm going to uh, surmise that I don't even know if this poor kid even knew like what those hand signs were because there was one play when I was, uh, I always am our third base coach when it's not my turn to bat, 
or kick. And there was one play where it came screaming down the line. One of our own players kicked it, and it could have gone either way. I, I you know, based off of my angle, I couldn't really tell. And he made some sort of like motion with his hand where his his palm was uh, perpendicular, if you will, to the ground, but straight out in front of him. He was just kind of like pushing his fingers one way, but it was he was pushing his fingers in towards the the field of play, like towards the pitching mound. To in, which would indicate probably if it's down the third base line, that's probably a fair ball, right? But apparently that meant foul. So you're playing in the out, in there in the outfield, and balls are you know going by. People aren't aren't kicking. You don't know if it's a ball or a strike, and it's just kind of frustrating. Here's my biggest complaint, though. And after you know going through the the whole game and realizing I don't as nice as this guy was, I don't really think he knew like what was going on, other than you know how to call if if someone is. Like if there's a force out, he could call that, and even then there were some some issues. But I I, I don't want to go all the way off on the tangent here into the deep end. My biggest problem, we were batting, and I'll say we won by the way. So I'm not here to say oh the, this guy cost us a game or anything, but it was frustrating at times because you just want a set of rules that everyone can adhere to, and you play within those rules. And if you get your ass kicked, you get your ass kicked. If you win, you win. It's great, okay? But we just want regular, consistent rules. So we had a runner, first and second, two outs, so there's a force at any base. And uh, we, the ball gets kicked to, I don't know what kind of defensive alignment they were in, but essentially the shortstop or the third baseman, I can't, I think here's what happened. It, it got kicked to their shortstop. Their third baseman is standing right smack dab in the middle of the baseline, second to third. Not even, it's not even like, oh, if they're round, if our runner's rounding, she might run into her just like, probably seven or eight feet off the bag, which is, I, I guess, close to halfway. These bases are so close apart. But she just, she's just standing there. She's, she's you know, not making a move to the base or anything. I don't know. She apparently didn't know how to cover, but not really her problem. So the ball gets get kicked to the shortstop. So our guy from second is running to third, right? Is two outs. There's a force out there. He's got to try to beat that play. And he just, uh, or a runner, runs right into the, the the third baseman, right up until the point where we're about to just have a huge collision. And of course, no one wants to just truck over infielders, so our, our, our runner had to just, like, pull up and, like, try to start running around the third baseman. And by the time that happened, the shortstop just fielded the ball and ran it all the way himself to the base for the force out at third. And I'm just sitting there or standing there as a third base coach, like, Hey, like that, you know, you can't really do that. That's clear interference. We've got our, our base runner. The third baseman was not making a play in the ball. And that the third baseman was just standing right there. And so I'm just trying to get the ump's attention. And he's not even really, he doesn't care. He's not really looking at all. And then the other team starts to come over because I'm playing third base. And so I'm kind of in there in their neighborhood because they were set up down the third base dugout, if you will. And they just got so pissed off. This was early in the game, and I'm just trying to get an explanation with the up. I'm not saying, hey, change the call or anything. I'm just hoping maybe for the future if we have another play like that, which could you know be huge in a game, right, that there's there's some sort of call or adjustment or you know say, you know, don't do this next time or something like that. The other team comes over, and, man, they are just – like it went from like a, just a regular casual game to they were just pissed off and they seemed like a pretty chill team up until that point. They literally surrounded me 
as I'm, I, and I wasn't admittedly making a move back towards uh, the outfield to start playing yet defense, but I'm just like, can we get an explanation? They're like, bro, bro, bro. It's just like, you can't, I wasn't going to start getting into arguments, but they were all up in my face. And just like, well, you can't just like stand in the baseline. Of course, our loving up, just no, no comment, no call or anything. So it was, uh, it was a great comeback. I'll say this. My lovely fiance, Rachel, you, you would have to see this. She came up with nobody out, two outs. We were still down at that point, I think. We had, we had one big inning that this was part of, but we had kind of uh, you know scored our runs. Bases were cleared. Rachel comes out. She gets on. She gets down to first. She beats a throw. She gets to second on the next play. Then she gets to third on the next play. She goes all the way home. The rally has begun. Runs upon runs, all started by lovely fiance of the show, Rachel Ramos. Uh, She got some MVP votes or game ball votes at the end. It ended up going, I think, to one of our guys that hit a home run. We had two of them. So shout out to the kick and uglies. A little bit longer of just a summary than I wanted to, but I feel very passionate about these things, not to bitch about them, but to say let's get umpires who are at least, if you're going to come all the way down there, let's not talk on the phone and let's, if you got a blatant interference or something, you can at least, like, if you're not sure what to do, you can call a redo or you can at least call the the third baseman over and say, hey, next time, which is what I would have preferred if if he just said to the third baseman, okay, I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to redo this or anything, end of the inning. But next time you got to stand behind or in front or something, that's just that's just baseball, softball, kickball 101. You cannot just imagine if you were if you could just deploy that strategy, which they could have lessened if they really wanted to. You could have a second baseman, um, or more realistically, what, let's say you got a guy in first. This is my last point. I promise. You got a guy in first, and the first baseman just plays like. Normally, uh, like, you know, five or six feet off the line, which makes sense, but you're standing right next to the runner who can't leave the base before the ball is kicked. Well, that runner instantly has to either go up and around or down and, and around. And it's just that adds an extra, honestly, an extra second or so to your time to get between bases, if not more. And that's just not okay. I mean, if you're going to, if you're not going to call it, it's a super easy to exploit defensive strategy. So the last, the very last thing I'll say is this team wasn't this, this person playing third base. It's not a professional third baseman. She didn't know really what she was doing from a obstruction perspective. Obstruction is the word here. O B S T R U C T I O M. But let's make it into a teachable moment rather than them surrounding me and looking like they're about to throw a punch. Let's have the ump say, okay, next time do this. Unfortunately, that just uh, wasn't who this ump was. So PSA to all the kids out there listening, okay? There's just some some very, very basic defensive positioning things to know. And the first rule is you cannot obstruct a runner unless you are actively making a play on the ball. So there you go. Let's give a quick shout out to our friends here at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, call someone that you can trust, and that someone could very well be Steve. He's my dad. You can find him at 541-410-0316 or by visiting homeprideoregon.com. Or you can email homeprideoregon at gmail.com. There are just ways upon ways to get in touch 
with uh, Steve. So if you want your home inspected, you got to call the experts. 541-410-0316 or go to HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon, inspection perfection. I also want to give a shout out to our friends at the Samson Q2U series. When uh, you want crisp, clear audio quality, you got to call someone that you can trust. That uh, No, that doesn't make any sense. Use a product you can trust. In case you couldn't tell, I am literally coming up with a trivia question on the fly. Got a little bit more crunch for time than I wanted to. I got, I got in the zone on the bike, the exercise bike, about an hour ago. I was listening to my Vikings podcast and, uh, you know, just got locked in. Did like 10 miles, plus I lifted, plus I did my 10 push-ups. So it was a, all in all a good workout. But now I'm distracted, trying to come up with trivia. Excuse me, because I neglected to do it beforehand. Anyways, Samson Q2U series, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And, of course, our good friends Cuts by Q just did a nice little Friday shave by Q. Got the little neck area going. You got to take care of that neck beard. I usually let it go like one day past its expiration date. Um, but, yeah, it's been a while since I really let that thing go. Probably pandemic era. It's just uh, it's not comfortable and it doesn't look great. So it's kind of a double whammy. Uh, if you need a fresh do something, snap or you're new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Okay, to cap off this show, we've got we're gonna have a trivia question that's gonna be in the middle of this. But I wanted to, in honor of uh, Fall Out Boy, starting up their summer tour this uh, Wednesday night at Wrigley. Which, by the way, we're on day three of three of three straight days of Wrigley concerts. So we had Fall Out Boy on Wednesday, who people love, you know, hometown band. And then the last night and tonight, Morgan Wallen, who I don't really know anything about. He's a country singer. I am aware that he was supposed to do SNL, and then he got mega canceled. And then I think they brought him back. I think he still came on. But he's a very problematic singer, uh, Some said some very bad things, basically. And uh, he he played last night and tonight. And so Lakeview News and, and Boys Town is, is up in arms, especially since this is Pride Weekend. We've got... Well, I guess it's weird in how they do it in Chicago. There's Pride Weekend, which I think was last weekend. But then there's the Pride Parade, which is not during Pride Weekend. The Pride Parade is this Sunday. So they, they really try to double up there. I mean, good for them. But so we got Morgan Wallen and Pride Parade going on, on the same weekend, which is electric. But uh, Fall Out Boy was super, um, super loud. It was crazy, all the Facebook comments and Reddit comments about, like, how far away you were. You could still hear Fall Out Boy. Of course, we are two blocks away from Wrigley. So um, it was it was literally you hear everything that uh, they're saying. And last night, Morgan Wallen, Darren Waller, was not as loud, but you could still hear a lot of stuff. Of course, I don't know a single Morgan Wallen uh, song, so... I don't know. Uh, but that takes me to our first ever uh, or our first trivia or our first and only trivia question. A little scatterbrained right now. I apologize. Trivia question. And then, well, let's save our trivia question for halfway. We're doing our top five. When Fall Out Boy came to, uh, came to Wrigley on Wednesday night, that got me thinking we should do a top five DePaul University bands. Okay. So these are not, when I say DePaul bands, it just means that one of their core members has to be a, you know, a DePaul person, a community member, if you will. In most instances, that means graduate. You'll see one of them is not uh, it's not quite the case, which we'll get to shortly here. So uh, we've got five on the list here, counting down. Number five, we got Joe Keery, who most of you know as Steve Harrington uh, on Stranger Things. He's known for his hair. Great character arc, of course. He's kind of the bully in season one. 
And then it turns out, uh, you know, now he's a fan favorite on that show, which is still going unbelievably. I know we like to make the jokes about, oh, the kids are going to be in a nursing home by the time that last season comes out. But, I mean, it's uh, (laughs) – I don't know how much time is realistically supposed to have passed from the first season in the show to where it's going to be in season five. But the kids are legitimately – we're talking probably at least – it's got to be basically like ten years now, right, in terms of when – Stranger Things season one came out. Well, let's see. There isn't a release date yet. Okay, 2016. And there's not a release date yet for season, the final season, season five, which I never saw season four, by the way. I gave up. Like, I loved one. I thought two was okay. I thought three was just, it lost me, and then I never saw four, uh, which is totally fine. But no no plan for season five yet, and it's a writer's strike, and it's halfway through 2023. So is it actually going to be 10 years Probably not, but realistically, you would think this time next year would be the earliest, right? So eight years, eight eight to nine, maybe ten years is what we're looking at, which is crazy. But uh, Joe Keery is also a singer. He uh, releases music under the stage name Joe, D-J-O. He was a former member of the psychedelic rock band Post Animal. And what I, wanna, um, what I wanted to do is kind of just a small little tidbit about each one of these DePaul acts. Um, of course, Joe Keery did graduate from DePaul while I was a student there. I never knew him. I don't think I ever like, interacted with him at a party or anything like that. So here's your fun fact. And I promise you this, is just, this fun fact for Joe is just because I uh, couldn't really find a great fun fact on the fly. The others are better, I think. So Joe Keery's fun fact, per Wikipedia, he is a fan of Charlie XCX and Stanley Tucci. And I, you know what? That's a that's about as fun as facts get, frankly. I mean, you're gonna have to pick two random people on Wikipedia to be fans of. What better than Charlie XCX and Stanley Tucci? I still never saw the Lovely Bones. I I read the book about two months ago while we were in Mexico, but I never actually saw it. Okay, number four on our list, and I'm gonna piss some people off with where I where I place them, but we've already mentioned them. Fallout Boy. Uh, technically not a Chicago band, technically a Wilmette band. Okay. Shout out to sister-in-law of the podcast, Kelly Vanderpaul Furness. But of course, Pete Wentz, kind of the highest profile member of Fall Out Boy. And uh, this is kind of the DePaul asterisk, right? Pete Wentz left DePaul with one quarter left before graduation, which is absolutely brutal. He got to that spring break, late March of... 1998 or whatever it was and he just said you know what I'm not going to do it I can't quite finish and I don't think he even has a college degree and now I'm trying to remember what even was my uh, fun fact for fallout boy it might have been that Pete Wentz did not actually graduate from DePaul University so we like to claim him I mean who wouldn't like to claim Pete Wentz but he officially did not graduate. I think I think that was my fun fact, or maybe I just didn't come up with one. I don't know. But there's Fall Out Boy. That's number four for you. And I certainly heard pretty much everything that they sang on Wednesday night because it was impossible to not uh, not hear them. I was supposed to see Fall Out Boy. Here's another small fact for you. I was supposed to see Fall Out Boy as part of a three-act tour. Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy were supposed to tour 
summer concert series in 2020. Obviously, that did not happen. They came back in 2021, rescheduled. Unfortunately, they rescheduled their show for fiance of the podcast, Rachel Ramos' birthday. And uh, I decided, you know what? There are things that are more important than Island in the Sun. Sugar, we're going down swinging. And uh, what's that one Green Day song where it's like, da-dun, 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 da-dun. Having trouble trying to sleep. Brain brain stew, that's how, that's how it goes. On my own, here we go. Uh, yeah, so never ended up getting to see that. Uh, triumvirate if you will sold the ticket but for a good cause okay time for a bean tom podcast trivia question of the week this is one i had no idea about before i just looked it up while we were trying to do our ad reads here and it's a pretty simple question what was the first ever concert at wrigley field i'll give you a clue it was 2005 it's someone who's probably been back to wrigley a million times i think he's coming back this year Uh, Although I'm actually not sure. I know he's coming to Summerfest, which uh, first weekend is happening right now. Bleachers is tonight. We, of course, have a nine-day pass all three weekends. They do three straight weekends of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we have the last weekend. So right after the 4th of July, two weeks from now. Um, And, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, we bought the nine-day because it was on sale at the time we bought it for 65 or whatever it was. Um, And so we, you know, if we really wanted to, we could go up to Milwaukee tonight, tomorrow night, and watch whatever's going on up there. Um, and same goes for next weekend. But we're just going the, the final weekend. We'll talk about Summerfest more as we get into it. Uh, but the reason I brought it up at, was uh, Jimmy uh, – oh, gosh. I just gave, gave away the answer, okay? Or at least the first name, okay? So if you need a clue, your first clue is it was 2005. Your second clue is this man's first name is Jimmy. So now you're out there thinking the music heads are really racking their brains. They're thinking, hmm, it could be Jimmy Page headlining Wrigley Field in 2005. A little British invasion. Who else could it be? Jimmy Neutron, sort of an animatronic comes to life. It could be Jimmy Butler. Okay, Jimmy Butler in 2005 was probably, I don't know, what, like in high school? Probably way before that, right? If that was... 18 years ago, Jimmy Butler is, we're really getting to the bottom of things on the Bean Town podcast here. 18 years ago, Jimmy Butler would have been 15. So yeah, I guess high school. I guess he's, he's, he's 33 already. He's, he's already five years older than I am. Um, any other Jimmys that come to mind? Uh, Jimmy from Seinfeld. It could be Mel Torme, a little code name. I don't know when Mel Torme passed away, but... Uh, no, the answer, of course, is Jimmy Buffett, who is going, or was, maybe it was last night that he was at Summerfest. I can't remember. Or no, I think it's the weekend we're going. Uh, it's one of those pay extra to see him kind of deals, which I probably won't do. But tonight, I or tomorrow night at, uh, no, tonight is Zach Brown Band is the pay extra ticket at Summerfest. Tomorrow is James Taylor and Cheryl Crow, which would be a great, uh, great act. I would like to see Cheryl Crow one of these days. I've seen James Taylor a handful of times. Fantastic. He's also getting a little bit older. And uh, it's, the shows aren't, you know, as electric as, obviously, they were in the 1980s, but still great stuff. So, yes, you can fool or, or, or play trivia with your friends next time. They ask you, who was the act, the first ever act? Really can't phrase this. Let's just say this. Wrigley Field hosted its first concert in 2005. 
with Jimmy Buffett's A Salty Piece of Land Tour. And that is per Ticketmaster, okay? Um, oh, gosh, we're getting conflicting information here. Okay, so so this is a, a two-parter. If you want to play this trivia question under protest, you can. Because per Wikipedia, 1922... This is just an interesting tidbit here. we got to move this thing along. But July 12, 1922, Cubs Park hosts its first concert. Lights were brought in to illuminate the field, and a platform and soundboard was set up over the infield for an orchestra performance. So there you go. If you want to bitch and moan, uh, please feel free to do that. Um, so here we go. Per Wikipedia, 2005, September 4th and 5th, Jimmy Buffett becomes first musician to use Wrigley Field as a concert venue. So I guess there is some sort of uh, there's some sort of um, differentiation going on there. Interesting. Okay. All right. Number three on the list, uh, soft spot in my heart. Okay, go. I know your th- most people out there are saying Quinn, you ranked Okay, go above Fall Out Boy, and you know what? This is my show. Tim Nordwin, famous bassist of OK Go. Great thing about Tim Nordwin is you go back to those like early OK Go music videos. He's the one singing. And you're just like, wait, so all this time, you know, a bunch of people think that Tim Nordwin is the lead singer of OK Go. He's not. It's Damien Kulash, who, by the way, if you've seen the poster that just got dropped, I don't know if there's a trailer yet, but Damien Kulash and his wife, who is this uh, daughter of Al Gore and Tipper Gore, those two people, uh, not Al and Tipper, but Damien and, and Tipper Jr., directed a movie about the Beanie Baby craze. I think it's on Apple TV or something. It's got Galifianakis. Um, I can't even remember who else is in it. But, yeah, it's like a legit cast. And they directed a film about, I think it's called The Beanie Craze or something like that. So, which is, it brings up kind of the question I've had about OK Go for so long it has been such a long time since OK Go like did anything musically. They've done some like creative, like art educational stuff. They came out with one song during the pandemic. But I don't think their their last music video was Obsession, which was like 2018 or something like that. It's been a long time. Their last album was 2014, excuse me, 2014. So we're at 9 years since their last album they played a show at niagara falls just like a one-off show um and uh it was it was weird i think it was like new year's eve or something so they probably just got paid a boatload good for those guys the point i'm trying to make here is i was trying to read an email is like i don't really know what the future direction of this band is but i love them nonetheless great music videos i think the music is solid i know other people think it's just average but um, I'm a big OK Go fan. Tim Nordwin, graduate of the theater school in, um, I don't know what year, probably early 2000s, something like that. They've been around for a while. Their first album was in uh, 2001, I think it was. So 2002, yeah. OK, OK Go number three. Now we got to get into the classics here. Classic DePaul bands. Number two, The Doors, of course, Ray Manzarek. Oh, we didn't do our OK Go trivia or our interesting tidbit. Now we got to try to remember what it was. I should have, you know what? I have a tab. Here's how I came into this with our tidbits. I had a tab with, um, with all these bands and I had basically scrolled down to the part where, uh, 
I wanted the um, the inter- or where the interesting tidbit was, and then I was just going to trust myself to actually read it. But um, that did not happen. Uh, so we'll just make up an interesting fact for um, OK Go. Well, we're not going to make it up. But OK Go has a song from their first album called Cinnamon Lips. And you can find their music video on the public access program, Chicago Go, I think is what it was called. Um, and it has two famous mu- uh, two famous people, uh, kind of radio famous people, Chicago people, in the background playing fake instruments of this music video on public access television. And I'm trying to, I think I know who it is. I think it's Ira, Gra- Ira Glass and uh, Peter... Sagal, I think, are the two people who are in the background doing this. Uh, but I'm going to the YouTube comments just to confirm this. If you don't know this music video, just go to YouTube. Okay, go Cinnamon Lips. You don't have to put the extra C's in there. Um, we'll try to we'll try to come back and confirm that. But I, I thought the YouTube uh, YouTube credits or the YouTube comments would bring this up. But uh, we got to move on here for the sake of the show. After I do one more Google search, Peter, I know Ira Glass is one of them. I think Peter Sagal is the other one from, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me fame, of course. Peter Sagal and Ira Glass, there you go, 1999, okay, go, in the background, playing fake instruments. Excellent. Okay, number two uh, on our list of the Paul Bands, The Doors, Ray Manzarek, of course, great keyboardist comes from the same studio I did, more or less, not actually. Um, but here is our, here is our, oh, this is the tidbit I wanted. While Ray Manzarek, rest in peace, was at DePaul, this is per Wikipedia, he played piano in his fraternity's jazz band, participated in intramural fo- football, served as treasurer of the speech club, and here is the really interesting thing. This was my tidbit. He organized a charity concert with Sonny Rollins, who's a very famous saxophonist who's still alive, and here's a name you'll recognize, Dave Brubeck. So he organized a charity concert, got those guys to play with him. Um, I think Dave Brubeck's about 20 years older than Ray Manzarek was, so... It's pretty badass that he was able to get him out to play. And then finally, of course, here we'll, we'll, we'll do reverse engineering here. I won't tell you the band yet, but probably the most famous DePaul band ever to exist. Their original name was The Big Thing. I was fiddling, fiddling around with my Samson Q2U series chord and messed up the audio. So let's try this again. This band, who is number one, my number one DePaul band, uh, their original name was Big Thing. Then they eventually changed it, and uh, this would obviously give it away. So we'll just go for it. The number one DePaul band, they changed their name to the Chicago Transit Authority. And eventually, after being threatened by a big lawsuit, they changed their name to just Chicago. And uh, there you go. There's your number one DePaul band. So five, four, three, two, one. We've got Joe Keery. We've got Fallout Boy, asterisk. We've got OK Go, we've got The Doors, and we've got Chicago. Apologize for getting crunched on time at the end there. We've got stuff that we got to get to, a little call here. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Daddy Long Legs. You can find it wherever songs are streaming, anything like that, across Beantown Networks. Don't forget to email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Let us know how you did on trivia. Let us know what your favorite col- or band or act from your alma mater is. 
And uh, with that in mind, guys, I hope that you stay safe. I hope you stay sane. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.